Things have escalated very quickly. Welcome to Beach Houses and Babies, a private practice recap podcast. I'm Sam. On today's episode, we'll be chatting all about private practice, season five, episode seven. Episode seven, Don't Stop Till You Get Enough, was written by Fred Inisman and directed by Bethany Rooney. It aired on November 10th, 2011. Enjoy! Today we have a very special guest host on the pod. Please welcome the best entomologist and herpetologist of the Midwest, my friend of over 12 years. I should probably increase that now. And probably our most loyal listener of the pod, this is Mimi Marissa. I'm back. (laughs) That sounded like a Chucky, right? Isn't he the one that's like, I'm back. I got really excited for fall last night. I was like, wow, because I, I was, I don't even know what I was thinking of. I, I flipped my closet, as you know, and so I put all my seasonal stuff in one box and then like sweaters in another box. And I was like, I can't wait until I can take these little crocheted pumpkins out and display them. Oh my gosh. I was at your house, I think right after fall. Yeah. Well, it, it, like November. And they were out and they were adorable. Yeah. And I know they they're adorable. so cute. They're like little, yes. I have an orange one and then I have a white one that's kind of like shiny. Yes. Oh, I'm really excited. I love it. I Meanwhile, love it. I love it's it. 93 degrees and we're slaying the day away. Yeah, it's brutal. Midwest is humid central. It's like walking out into a sauna, a wet sauna. I know. Mm. I always used to say it's like walking behind a bus. Yes. Yeah. No, thank you. <laughs> so um, what are you reading and or watching right now? Ooh, well, since the last episode, I've moved into my house. Yes, you have. It's beautiful. I went to visit. I know. I was going to say you visited in person, so that was exciting. And then for work, field season has started, so that means I travel Monday through Thursday. I work really long days, and so I feel like my reading and my listening and my watching greatly decreases. Like I'm so behind on my podcasts, which makes me very anxious. <laughs> I just have like a week. I'm like two weeks behind maybe. It's just who I don't I know. know why that type of stuff makes me anxious. But let's see. Watching The Righteous Gemstones has come back for their third or fourth season. It's a hilarious HBO show. Highly recommend. And and just like that came back for second season. We'll talk. Yeah, it's not great, but I will still keep watching. I yes, that's how I, I feel. I I, I I can't quit them. No, and like we all know how I feel about Sada Ramirez. They're mm-hmm. my favorite. I know. Yeah, it's brutal. And then in that vein, the character Samantha, oh my gosh, Kim Cottrell, Cottrell. Is, Cottrell put out a show on Netflix Oh, yeah. It's supposed to be, like, fun. Called Glamorous or Glamour. I think it's Glamorous. Yeah, I'm, like, six episodes in. I'm going to finish it. It's not great, but she's such a queen. So I was like, I'll watch it. And she looks great in it. So there's that. And then Sam and I – other Sam. Sam 2.0. Samuel. Samuel. Yes, fiancé. 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 (laughs) Yes. (laughs) We just watched the Tour de France Netflix documentary, and we've been watching the tour highlights every day of, like, the actual Tour de France that's going on right now. So that's what I'm – I didn't even know that existed. My dad would love it. I have to tell him. Yeah, it's on Netflix. It's a season. They follow them last 
um, season, kind of like the Formula One show. It's pretty good. Um, and then what am I reading? I don't know. Probably like whatever I was reading three months ago when I was on this because I'm so bad at reading right now. Yeah, you don't have to be reading. Can you explain? I know you have, but can you explain again for our listeners what you do on field season? Because it's so important. And I feel like people are like, oh, who's this random chick on this podcast? Like, I don't even know what a herpetologist is. Like, but dear listeners, she's saving the world. So please explain. Oh, before you do, sorry. When I was visiting you, we... (laughs) we facetimed with science with sarah so you got to meet not in real life or in person but like face to face science with sarah yes (laughs) (laughs) i got i got to virtually meet her which was really exciting she was in the lab sciencing because that's what she does um but yeah it was really fun so i feel like we should have like a meetup sometime i know she's in arizona I know. But I feel like you love – and I'm using my Arizona mug right now because every time I Zoom or, like, whatever with someone, I pick my mug intentionally. So this is my Arizona one. Ooh, I love the colors. It's orange. It is. I like all the cactuses. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. I don't like orange, but you do, and I like Arizona. So I got it, and I was like, orange for me, make We got it. Okay, so go it. ahead. Tell the people how you save the world. Yeah, so um, I work for the State Environmental Protection Agency, and I am in our ecological assessment section, and I study macroinvertebrates, so those are teeny tiny insects that are in the streams, and so I get paired with water chemistry and a fish biologist, and we're in different watersheds throughout the state. So this year, I'm in northeast and northwest Ohio in some streams, and we go out and survey them all summer. So Monday through Thursday, I'm staying in my basin, uh, and our other staff members are staying in all of their basins. And we, I look at all the bugs that are in the streams, and all of that data gets analyzed over the winter, and we pair it with the water chemistry and the fish people, and we evaluate how healthy the streams are. So and basically, go ahead, go ahead. No, I was going to say, so if areas aren't looking great for various reasons, we will contact people like wastewater treatment plants or farms or et cetera, et cetera, and try to figure out what's impairing the water and how to fix it. Yeah, so you can tell the health of the environment based on what bugs and fish and how the fish and the bugs are and stuff like that. Yeah, exactly. So some bugs are really good bioindicators, so that means they only survive in really healthy water. Um, and some bugs can tolerate really polluted water. So it just, we, yeah, see what is in that stream and what bugs are in that stream and their pollution tolerance. I don't know how I end up with such intelligent friends, but (laughs) I really enjoy it. Oh, you are intelligent. Don't cut yourself short. No, I know. But like when it comes to science, I'm like, I know the moon is far away and that's about it. Yeah, same. I don't know anything about space. But not as far as you feel better. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) space is a whole different ball game but yes so I know you always talk about your favorite podcast and you're great do you have Mm -hmm. any others to plug at the moment your favorite podcasts no just the regulars have I started listening to anything new um not really oh Jamazing came out yes it did for a third season I know some people might be canceling Chris Lilly 
I know he's, like, had some controversy behind him. Oh, I didn't know that. According to the internet, but the fourth season is out, and Jamee is absolutely crazy. Jamee-zang, if you will. Yeah, Jamee-zang. You got me really into the side door lately. I love side door. Mm-hmm. So they've had some interesting stuff. And, yeah, nothing really super duper new other than the regular rotation. Okay, and where can we find you online? I guess I have a Twitter. I, like, don't use it ever anymore. Uh, Mimi G says, if you want to follow me, I also have a Snapchat. Mimi G snaps. I don't know. Maybe I'll bring my Instagram back sometime if I, like, when we get married so I can post the photos. But that's, like, a year from now, so. I updated our structure doc, and you were like, if you have a burning desire to get in touch with me, just ask Sam. <laughs> mm-hmm. Pretty much. I think I've said that. Like, yeah, just go through Sam. I loved the way that you said that. So our patient breakdown for the episode. We have first notes and miscellaneous per usual. We have Addison Forbes Montgomery with talk therapy and embryo transfer. We have Shannon Iverson is pregnant, has blunt head trauma and brain death. And we're combining her with Leanne Schaefer, who has cardiomyopathy. We have Joanne with talk therapy who is in like one scene. I think she's probably in under five. And so we're also going to talk about our Violet stuff in there. And then we have Amelia's Addiction, in which I am going to put timestamps for drug abuse because I just feel like if people are trying to avoid that, but they want to listen to the rest of the episode for whatever reason, we just always want to be kind and thoughtful. So I'm just going to put timestamps in the show notes if you need that. And we're finishing strong before miscellaneous, of course, with what I have dubbed Mason's Day Out. Oh my God, I love Mason. I know, he's the best. <laughs> he I really always forget because he's not in the first couple seasons. And then when we, co- when we come to him, I'm like, there he is. He's so funny. He really I is. I love it. I love it so much. What's your first note? We see the therapist's head. I know that you and Caitlin last week talked about how you just saw his eyes. It was a weird shot. So we got to see his head. It is. And then he's also different, right, than the first therapist that she had at the beginning mm-hmm. of this season? No, the end of last season. Yes. The last episode, it was a different person. Yes, but that's it's been what I thought. the same this season. Oh, Okay. Because for some reason, I was just like, oh, this is a different guy. I didn't remember him being different when I was on episode one this season, but I definitely noticed it this time. Yeah, they're definitely shooting him differently. It's like... They're trying to take artistic liberties. I have no idea. Yeah, well, I think it was Caitlin who brought up a really good point about like, they don't want us to get attached to him or think that there is a storyline coming with him. So he's just very much like a part of the set, I guess, or like... yeah an impetus for Addison to say these things. So they don't want us to like focus on him. Like for Mm -hmm. instance, they don't want him to be Sam style, which he's not because we don't see him (laughs) (laughs) or the guest star spotlight, which he probably should one of these times, but that's beyond the point. Yeah. Okay. My first note, I have always liked palm trees. I get that they don't serve a purpose. Like they don't actually give shade, but since moving to the West coast, I've become quite afraid of them. Because if it's damp or if they haven't been trimmed in a while, the dead palm fronds just fall down. And um, we had a lot of rain this winter and I was walking with my dog and a frond fell between us. 
Oh my gosh. I remember you telling me that story. It was terrifying. It was so loud. She didn't want to walk on that block for like a month until I like, I didn't force her. We use positive reinforcement only, but Mm -hmm. I like carried her and I gave her treats the whole way. I was like, look, it's not scary. Meanwhile, I'm like terrified it's going to happen again. And we still avoid that block sometimes. Yes. I mean, they're huge. Yeah. And they're so tall. It's kind of like, what do they always say? Like if you drop a feather off the Empire State Building, it it could kill someone. I don't, I've heard like a penny. I feel a penny definitely could kill someone. But a palm frond is huge. It is ginormous. Yeah. So we got that one shot of that street and all of those palm trees needed needed to be trimmed. And if I didn't know what was going to happen, me and my messed up brain would have thought that there's going to be a palm frond falling on someone or a car. And as I am saying this, when our episodes come back next year, I would not be surprised if on Grey's Anatomy, we have a palm frond falling on someone because that has not happened yet, even though they don't really have them in Seattle. So they'll be like, whatever, on location somewhere and a palm frond falls. I mean, yeah, I can definitely see it. It is, they are terrifying. So I don't blame you at all. The city of Santa Monica needs to get it together. They really do. Maybe they have in the last 12 years. I don't know. Maybe. You need to go back down there and see. <laughs> yes, yes. I probably will this weekend. My uh, other first note was that I liked their sheets. I know the sheets have been a topic of conversation. Yes. So, yeah, the green ones I have enjoyed, the, like green stripy ones that mm-hmm. they had on their bed. A good choice. Yeah. The rest of Sam's apartment we see later, and we can talk about that later, and I have a whole note on it. but <laughs> I cannot wait. <laughs> My other first note is I kind of feel like first notes are redundant this season because we get like one outdoor shot, if that, and then we go straight into Addison's therapy. So it's almost like Addison's storyline is the first note for the most part. But if I have things, I'll continue to put them. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a check-in every episode. How's Addison doing in therapy? Exactly. Before we move on to our actual content of this episode i know it's not good to timestamp episodes of podcasts because they can be listened to whenever but i just feel like it's kind of important to say that yesterday sag after also went on strike we've been talking about the writer strike and supporting writers for a long time i right now am not a member of sag after i'm a member of actors equity equity is the stage actors union sag after is the screen actors union that's kind of the easiest way to say it um So we want to make sure that we're supporting our actors and our writers and the people who actually make the content that we love enough to put hours and years of our lives into making a podcast about it. So yeah, we just uh, make sure you're educating yourself on what's actually happening and not just listening to articles in the news, listen to actual actors and writers and creators who are affected by this. For instance, the something that made me sick to my stomach is a source, whatever that means, says that the end game of this strike on the producer's part is to make the writers lose their homes. I did see that quote. Yeah, Mm -hmm. go to a point where like they lose their apartments, which makes me feel sick. Another Mm -hmm. one that came out yesterday and is a reason why sag was like no we're not making an agreement right now is um okay so when you're 
an actor, you get paid when you're an actor on screen, you get paid daily for work stage sometimes is weekly, but that's because of, you know, the differences in the meat in the mediums. Mm -hmm. So background actors obviously get paid a lot less than people with lines or, you know, basically the people who you see walking in the background in Santa Monica when Sheldon and Pete are talking are going to make a lot less than Mm -hmm. Sheldon and Pete, which would be expected. So something that they were discussing doing and one of these um, terms of a contract is they want to bring a background actor in, scan their face, pay them for one day of work, and use their likeness and characteristics indefinitely with no compensation or credit. I hate that. Yeah, so that's a way that they're saying that they can use AI. That's so unfair. Yeah, so that is... We do not support. No, and just something to think about, and I know a lot of people are like, actors make so much money. They really don't. Like the Mm -hmm. top 0.5% make it, but the rest of SAG, I feel like that average income is like $20,000, if that. Mm -hmm. And you have to make something like twenty-eight or twenty-nine to get healthcare through the union. Wild. Wild. So we're not talking about like... Brad Pitt, George Clooney, even though we love them and they're part of SAG. We're not talking Mm -hmm. about them per se. We're talking about people like me, Melissa, Melody, you know, our friends. Yes. I fully support. I'm in a union myself, so. You are? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. All state state employees are if they opt in. Oh, wow. I didn't know Mm -hmm. that. Mm Mm-hmm. Wow, Mazel, welcome. <laughs> um, and again, I know I'm preaching to the choir here, as I said on yes. my personal Instagram. Like, I know that most of the people here listening mm-hmm. understand that people should be paid for their work and that, you know, even though it's not always manual labor, it's still difficult work and people mm-hmm. should be paid for their work. End of sentence. I do have, you can cut this if you want to, too. I do have like a thought experiment. Well, not experiment, but I did see some articles about like, what is it? Cillian Murphy walked off the premiere of Oppenheimer and a yes, couple other people. last night. Yeah. Are you, do you like support that? Like, oh, okay, it's a top, you know, 0.5% bringing awareness to it. Or are you just like, oh, you're just trying to get fame? More it's fame. a term. It's a term of the strike. So mm-hmm. it's not only being on set and actually acting it's Mm -hmm. press work it's um you know promoted social media posts so it's a term of the strike it's not like their press uh their oh my god what's the word what is samantha on sex in the city oh yes their publicist publicist, yeah their publicist would have told them like you can go but just so you know this is probably going to come down and you're probably going to have to leave Got it. Okay. Yeah. So it's not really their choice. It's a term of the strike. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. But you can still go to movie theaters and watch these movies and you can still, you know, watch old TV shows. Let's move on to Addison Forbes Montgomery with talk therapy and an embryo transfer. Mm -hmm. I went down quite a rabbit hole on this for Mm -hmm. truly a reason that is beyond my comprehension. She says that she's standing watch on the embryo, and it's not a term that you hear very often. Do you hear it often? Um, No, but I'm also not in that world of A, being a doctor, or B, having 
peep anyone I know do fertility treatments. No, but like just like standing watch. Oh, and just no. say I'll say it's, like I'm checking out, I'm guarding, like mm-hmm. no. So that term made me think Game of Thrones and the Night's Watch because I feel like they said that all the time. I was going to say it just makes me think of like the Civil War or something. Okay, that's fair. Time that's period. fair too. Yeah. yeah. So the first episode of Game of Thrones was in April of 2011 and all of season one aired before they would have come back to film season five of Private Practice. In a normal time without strikes, that would be like mid end of July. Mm-hmm. And all of Game of Thrones was over by June. This episode aired in November. Okay. Game of Thrones had a really big impact on society, writers especially, and actors, of course. But I don't <laughs> see any of the characters being early adapters of that show. Like, maybe Sheldon. But I feel like I don't see the rest of them sitting down on Sunday nights to watch that show specifically. I feel like they're more Ted Lasso people. Mm, I could see Cooper watching it. I could, but not when he's in a studio apartment with, with Charlotte. No. No, absolutely <laughs> not. <laughs> Which, why they're still in a studio apartment, not sure. Not sure. They're saving for something big, I guess. I guess so. Yeah, I don't know. I just feel like that line specifically was inspired by Game of Thrones, and I'm now down a very deep rabbit hole, so just ignore me on that fact. You took up half a page of my notes. <laughs> no, I love that. <laughs> I've never watched Game of Thrones, so oops. But okay. I, I support you. It is definitely like a medieval term. Yeah. Yeah, it is. In a very like not medieval situation. Exactly. Yes. Yes, yes. What's your first Addison note? Um, My first Addison note was it was unrelated to her embryo situation. It was just so does Addison just not live in her place anymore? Because we yeah, see this apparently Amelia, yeah, just like living in Addison's home and her like going over to pick up her phone or whatever. So apparently they're hanging out at night. I don't really understand what that was, but yeah, then yeah, Addison just like left and Amelia just lives in her home now. Yeah, I guess I appreciated the phone being the impetus of how she sort of finds out about all of this Mm -hmm. but it's never really been said but basically when Amelia first came she was staying with Addison and then when Addison and Sam got back together for the zillionth time Mm -hmm. Addison was just spending most of her time at Sam's house and Amelia was just at Addison's house which yep weird I guess whatever like these people are doctors yeah like they can definitely have their own place I think it's more Amelia not wanting to commit to anything, sort of, mm-hmm. even mm-hmm. though she is committing to staying in in the practice. At She's this kind time. of just like, oh, if I don't have an apartment or house that ties me down, I can leave whenever. Yeah. She kind yeah. of has that nomadic spirit. Mm-hmm. The further we go into Amelia struggling, though, I kind of feel like if – Addison feels the way about Amelia as we know that she does, you would think that she would be like, actually, I'm going to just stay at my house tonight to keep an eye on Amelia. I think Addison is just so caught up in her own stuff. Like I was thinking about this while watching last night and I was like, how did it take this many people this long 
to realize there was a problem before like Charlotte kind of stepped up and was like, there's an issue. And I guess I was just like, oh, everyone's so self-obsessed and wrapped up in their own storyline. So that's kind of like what made me think that about Addison. Addison being like, oh, Amelia's an adult. She can figure out her own thing. I'm going through this fertility thing. And this is all I can think about right now. That's fair. I, I do think you're correct on the Addison side of that. For Sheldon and Charlotte, I kind of feel like it's also that they're wanting to protect her reputation and her Mm -hmm. license, obviously her license later, but I think they're wanting to protect her privacy more. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they they both know different things and neither of them are talking to one another about those different things. Mm -hmm. Yes, exactly. Because yeah, they're not trying to risk it, right? Sheldon knows everything about the drunken debauchery and her slicing open her hand and everything and charlotte knows that you know she's performing surgeries on drugs so yeah it's just like everyone's on a different page in a really bad book and they need to all get on the same page yep (laughs) when addison goes over to get her phone and Mm -hmm. she sees ryan looking out on the deck he says, I could get used to this view. And I can see Addison's alarm bells going off, rightfully so, of people using her for her money and not mm-hmm. wanting. Maybe before she sees Amelia, she doesn't know that Amelia is very obviously hungover. But I think at that time, she's like, oh, that's a that's an alarm bell right there of people using me for my money mm-hmm. and not wanting Amelia to have that happen to her. Yeah. Yeah. It's very true. The whole thing was just, yeah, so awkward. I don't think Addison knew what to do. No. Yeah. Definitely. Anything before the end of the episode for Addison? I mean, it relates to the case about the heart, so we don't have to get into that now. Yeah. My last Addison note, because as we know, Addison and Bailey are my favorite duo. Um, Mm -hmm. She says, I want some good juju in here. And juju is something that Addison talks about throughout her life. And it makes me feel so warm and fuzzy. Addison Mm -hmm. will bring good juju to Bailey, to Meredith as a peace offering to, you know, lots of people. And again, in this most recent season to Bailey again, juju in the form of like hot cocoa or like a nice little cappuccino. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I definitely. Sorry, go on. No, no, no. It just, it made me happy. That's all. Yeah. I love that theme. I didn't know that about Grey's, so I really oh, yeah. enjoy it. I really enjoy that theme. But I was going to say Yadison, like Yadison. 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 It's going to be the new catchphrase. Yadison. Yadison. Uh, yeah. <laughs> she, I think, really stepped up and showed some like growth about not being self-obsessed when she took a moment with Jake. To be like, we mm-hmm. need to talk about this so there's no bad juju when you get my eggs, etc. Yep. So, yeah, I enjoyed that. Yeah. Did you notice the embroidered bug on the arm of her hospital gown? I did see that. I was like, like ooh. Did they know I was having you on as the guest host I this week? I guess so. I guess I they guess just so. knew. It's not the reason that you were chosen for this episode. <laughs> <laughs> when I saw it, I was like, wow, what a little call out. What a little hidden what a little hidden secret. Yeah. I love some things about the directing of this episode and I don't like others. 
which is pretty standard. But why did we see Addison and Jake hold hands for so long at the end right there? Foreshadowing. Oh, you think so? Yes. Okay. I do. There has to be. He's too perfect. But anyway, we can get to that later. I don't know. Yeah, I did see them holding hands and I was like, oh, that's interesting. Like sustained. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think we're laying the groundwork, right? Last episode we saw – I don't think he thinks Sam is good enough for Addison, and we definitely saw that. And so that's why I kind of think that he's going to be like, oh, I'm better than Sam, and Addison deserves better. She's such a good person. So I don't know. Okay. Hmm. Hmm. Anything for Addison before I move on to our very sad cases? No, not in regards to, like, her fertility. Okay, let's move on to Shannon Iverson, who is pregnant, has blunt head trauma and brain death, and Leanne Schaefer with cardiomyopathy. Mm -hmm. What's your first note? My first note for this was, oh, this case is about to be complicated. Wouldn't her husband decide if, if she was the donor, like, have the final say? And then, like, Charlotte then later answered that in that scene because they were all talking like they were making the decision for her and then I was like no I think if there's like a living next of kin they are the ultimate decider whether or not you sign a donation card so they did touch on that yeah yeah so I was like this is gonna be very rough mine is just there's so many doctors with so many specialties in that trauma room Mm-hmm. too many cooks in the kitchen yeah before you really know what's going on you're like wait that's a lot of people and we don't know why Mm-hmm. yeah so sam and jake disagree about what to do in this situation majorly yes and jake finally calls sam on his bs he pulls yes oh yes so when they're discussing as we said like who has the say in this Sam's smile when Jake says that Shannon and her husband are separated is not a good look. And I was like, control your face, Sam. <laughs> yeah. But then also acting wise for Tay Diggs, that's a great choice for that scene. Mm-hmm. Like his so, very much one track mind, like, oh, I'm about to get this heart. Exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Calling Jake in to meet the family of Leanne is a very low blow. And mm-hmm. Addison's like, that doesn't sound like Sam. And I said, what Sam do you know? Because that absolutely sounds like Sam to me. Yes, my thoughts exactly. I said, like, this is the biggest guilt trip. Is this even allowed? And then, yes, when Addison was like, that doesn't – I was like, mm, I feel like he's done this or they've all done this on every case they've ever worked on. For with sure. With this guilt trip if there's, like, controversial opinions. So, like yeah. – None of this is surprising. Why are you acting surprised? (laughs) When Sam meets the husband, I believe his name is Doug. Mm -hmm. He says that there is not a lot of hope for a meaningful recovery. And I would think that he would use stronger terms than that. I know. I think he was trying to, you know, you have to be really neutral and unbiased as a doctor and kind of just deliver the facts. Yeah, but those aren't the facts. She is brain dead there's no activity so there's not hope for a meaningful recovery i feel like he's just such a nice person that he wasn't gonna be like she's never gonna wake up and your child would die so yeah maybe he was waiting for jake who has a pre-existing relationship with him to say things Mm -hmm. like that that's fair that's fair yeah yeah which he does in the end 
Yes. Yeah. And that's my next note is Jake advocating for his patients, being there for them, but keeping it professional and ethical Mm -hmm. is so loving. And we don't see that very often on the show. Wonder what? Yeah. He like laid out every choice that he could and was like so honest about it. Yeah. And like cards on the table and, you know, it's tough for the husband was like, how do you decide? But Jake was, yeah, very professional to be like, these are the choices. It's up to you. That's all I can say. What I really liked is he said, either way, she does a good thing. Yes. So I had that quoted where she can still do something amazing. And I was like, so is he team heart transplant? Like that's the amazing thing? Or is it she would give potentially give birth to a live baby? Is that the amazing thing? I was like, I don't know how to interpret this. At the very beginning of the episode, he wanted to save the fetus at all costs. Mm -hmm. But I think as her condition became more clear. Yeah. I mean, the writing's on the wall. Yeah. Not having to do with how Sam guilted him into things or saying that he feels either way on organ donation. Mm -hmm. But I think he would be okay either way. Obviously Mm -hmm. still being very upset about this patient that he had a relationship with, dying in this catastrophic way. Mm -hmm. But I think – I think that he was leaving that sentence up to interpretation however Doug wanted to hear it. Yeah, I agree. He was very, yeah, not biased, which is a surprising thing from this show. So Yeah. He's Mm -hmm. a breath of fresh air. He is. We love Jake. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Pineapple guy, here to stay. Oh, yes. Thank God. (laughs) I only have a couple more, but I feel like I haven't let you say much. So what do you have? No. I mean, we've agreed on all of these points. It was just a really tough case, and I think Jake was so mature about it and didn't really, like, lead into it. And I'm proud, too, of Addison's growth of her being, like, stop being little bitch babies, for lack of a better term. Stop being, like, these egotistical men. Like, I'm not going to side with one of you. Yes. Yeah. I can only tell you the facts of what's going on with the baby or the fetus and like what it may look like in the future and what could or couldn't be done. And she's like, stop arguing. Yeah. I was like, oh, okay, go off. And even at the very beginning when Addison was like, she will not make it to term. Yeah. Do you really want to use her as I think she said a human incubator? Mm -hmm. And I feel like it was a good decision of the show not to do that. Because I feel like some of their cases in the past, like if Naomi was there. Oh, my God. I'm like glad the storyline did not occur with Naomi. Like Jake is so much more mature and so much less of like a martyr that the storyline worked with him versus Naomi. Well, we had something very similar. Mm -hmm. There was a character, Georgie Schwartz, who was in a coma Mm -hmm. and her husband made it so that she was going to have a baby while she was in a coma. Yep. So we've had something similar, not the same, happen on this show before. There's a story about this on ER. There's a Grey story similar to this. Um, Mm -hmm. So I feel like this is kind of like a rite of passage for any medical show. (laughs) Yeah, honestly. (laughs) I don't love it. Yeah. But it is is very much just like a – What is the moral, like, what is the moral decision here? Exactly. And as we get farther into the future of medical advancement, you know, 20, 30 years ago, 
the 26 week mark or 28 week mark was not, I mean, it was viable, but it wasn't like mm-hmm. at, in as good of a place as it is today. Thankfully, we love that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. With premature, yeah. Yeah, medicine, yeah. Medication or not medication, premature medical intervention and everything like that. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So this is not Sam style because we're not there yet. But I really just want to give a shout out to the tight gray sweater with a black t-shirt underneath peeking out that Jake wears. It's yes. very early seasons, Mark slash Derek wardrobe, and I'm here for it. Yes. It's very mid 2000s. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. very like I'm on a television show. I'm going to show off my muscles, but at the same time, stay very manly. Yes, exactly. Mm, yeah. Jake. <laughs> <laughs> Shannon's husband comes out of the room at the end of the episode and says, let her go. Mm-hmm. And we have Sam, Jake, and Addison standing there, as would be expected. But Sam is ready to scrub in full full OR gear, like scrub cap, that little like jacket over knee. I was just like, you really had to be fully ready to go. I understand that, that like you got to move when you got to move because the organs are only okay for so long. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think – what did I – I had a note here. Oh, I'm just – my note here was just what Sam just goes and we haven't seen him practice any medicine as of late and then no. all of a sudden he's doing a heart transplant. Like, okay. I know. And transplant surgeons I feel like are different than normal surgeons and I mm-hmm. feel like, you know, why didn't we have Dr. Nick Marsh come in? Mm-hmm. He doesn't exist yet, thank God, but. (laughs) I fully don't understand, so it's fine. They just have Sam do whatever he needs to do. All of these do whatever they do. Like, Pete started out as this holistic acupuncture guy, and then we find out that he has, like, trauma and internal medicine history. Yeah, and now Pete just doesn't do anything except yell at Violet, so. Exactly. Just. I don't – yeah, none of them have actually been practicing medicine as of late except, like, Cooper and Jake. (laughs) Yeah. Do you have anything else for Shannon and Leanne? I don't. It was a tough story. Yeah. I liked at the end when Addison said who all the organs went to. Yeah. That's something they do a lot on Grey's and such of, like, we've gotten attached to this character even though we've never actually met her conscious. But we just, you know. No, that was – still did well. Mm -hmm. It's a good nod towards organ donation and, you know, seeing what each organ can do. So I really like that. Yes. On to Joan with talk therapy. Also Violet stuff. Yeah. So Violet's back, I guess. I have like this note. I'm back. (laughs) You start with Chucky. I'm going with, what is that? Poltergeist. Yes. (laughs) I was like, that timing of this timing of the show always throws me for a loop. Like, how long was Violet's suspension? What is any of this timing? Like, what? It's just, I was like, what what time has elapsed? It's very confusing. But I will say the cupcakes were hilarious. I know. He was like, (laughs) Cooper was like, Sheldon, the cupcakes were the sign. (laughs) But that scene also makes me really sad because it's like a skeleton of their staff. Yeah, they're just like there's just like no one in that room. I'm like, where has everyone gone? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I do think that part of it is because it is Violet, and they're all like, she's caused so much trouble, and they're not going to go out of their way mm-hmm. to come back for someone who almost ruined their practice. Mm-hmm. But 
I agree. I think that that was absolutely there for a reason. I can just yeah. see Cooper putting those cupcakes together and like stirring the batter and being like with his little like eighties music singing, I know. Like, bopping around the little kitchen and writing out the letters. Yeah, it made me happy. I know. So then we go into her starting to do therapy. Again. Oh wait, I have I have more stuff before that. Oh god. Okay, sorry. Yes. Mostly about how much I love Sheldon. He says he has like a cupcake in his mouth, mm-hmm. and he says we already yelled surprise as he eats his second cupcake. I know. And, and Violet got- says something like, "All like vel- welcome back, Eyelet." Yeah. <laughs> or Olet. <laughs> and then like later he gets yet another cupcake i I was like oh my god he has a sweet tooth in it we learned something new about sheldon as you said like last episode we know nothing else about him yes (laughs) yes i put later i said i think this episode almost passes the sheldon test almost yeah yeah but as you were saying with the skeleton crew this is another reason that we need support staff and nurses at seaside wellness to fill in parties like this because any other office you go to like Support staff would be there. I would love to see some nurses. Yeah, there's no one else yeah. who run who runs behind the scenes. We don't. Yeah, not Dell. Already. Mm-hmm. Oh, traumatic. Go ahead, talk about uh, Miss Violet, Doctor Violet, coming back to work. I know where she thought Sheldon would just sign off, <sighs> and I'm dying of my notice. Violet starts sharing her own story, and Sheldon calling her out on it. <laughs> Like, yeah, like such bad etiquette. Let me see if it'll pick it up. (laughs) (laughs) I was dying because I was like, yes, you shouldn't be doing this. So what? Like, that's not how you therapize. But again, I think that the writers know that Violet is so annoying sometimes. And they're kind of like doing fan service of ha 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 Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. But also, you're right. Asking Sheldon to do something as a technicality is like, I don't know, like asking a cat to sing an Italian opera or something. Like, he's going (laughs) to do it all the way. Like, if you ask, if a cat is trying to sing, it's going to be Puccini or nothing. Yes, exactly. So, but yeah. I mean, and then she switches. She's like, okay, we're going to do some deep breaths now yes. to get over this trauma. I was like dying. And I, I have just... that quote. She, Amy <laughs> Brennan for the win says, deep breathing exercises for unexpected stress. <laughs> oh my God. I know. <sighs> but then her actually doing patient notes and everything. I know. And then Sheldon, oh, this is her professional responsibility. And I was like, you're right. Mm-hmm. Because when she first left, Sheldon was having trouble of being like, she doesn't write anything down. I don't know how to help these people. Mm-hmm. But then, of course, that also is Sheldon is um, Violet's selfish selfishness, saying like, "Oh, I'll just be in the office every day. It's fine." You would think that that would change after her traumatic birth and saying, "I might need to take some time off," especially since she keeps leaving for Costa Rica in a book tour every other second. And I also have a son at some point I need to take care of who might get sick. Who we haven't no. ages. No. No. Why would she <laughs> take care of her own kid? No. Yes. But I, uh, it's going. She would never do that. <laughs> Did you notice when after Sheldon and Violet have that little like spat in his office, she gives him the middle finger 
mm-hmm. but it was being blocked for the camera, like either by the the door hand, like the door or something else. I great job, Bethany Rooney. Like that's a great shot sequence right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was so good. He's like, I won't put that in my notes <laughs> because we're friends. Yeah, <laughs> I did like that. I also really liked when he said self disclosures should only be used as a last resort. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. Mm-hmm. I really appreciate when Violet is snarky with Pete at home, that Pete chooses to de-escalate and try to help her through this rather than fighting with her more. I feel like that shows growth because, you know, a couple episodes ago, he just would have been... Even the episode before, right? When yeah. she was like, you're maternal, blah, 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 blah. Oh my gosh. And he was he just like walks out. I barely remember a time when Pete and Violet were good. Do you remember anything for more than like half of an episode no and like she says that right she's like I want my life back and you kind of just like see the reflection like oh yeah Violet's kind of been just like a mess like one thing after another for these four seasons and I think Pete like realized like oh yeah we are married we used to have a good time it used to be okay and so I think that's kind of why he like stepped up and went to Sheldon yeah. And that scene was amazing because Sheldon's like, did she put you up to this? And Pete's like, no. And he's like, oh, that's good growth. You're defending her. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Congratulations. He like switches. I know. He's so surprised to see Pete actually worried about Violet. And I was like, same dude, same, but I'm glad to see it. Yeah. And then Sheldon taking the higher road and being a mature king. We love it. Him going to Violet and being like, you know what? This was probably I was being passive aggressive. Yeah. Oh, here it is. It's possible that I was using the peer review process to be petty and vengeful, which, if true, could be wrong. <laughs> yes. Sheldon's love- president. He's, he's, like, had so many quick-witted things, like, last week or last episode where he was, like, PhD, but that could be my narcissism talking. He's just, like, zing, like, one thing after another. Yeah, yeah. We're getting a little bit closer to who he is. Again, I want to know more. Same. Yeah, we're getting to know him professionally, not personally, but it's a start. We're getting there. Any more Violet? Uh, no, I think I'm good. Yeah. Oh, uh, and then, oh, I said American Bake Off, the U.S. could never. I know. I was thinking about the um, whoever. I don't know if it would be the art department or post pro or who it would be, but whoever put that little, like, animation together of the little jumping cupcakes. Uh, I die. I know. It was so funny. I know. It's like America could, could never have a wholesome show like that. Oh, no. <laughs> Although, wait, do you watch Next in Fashion? You do. I finished because we talked about it. I finished yeah, it. Yeah, except Tan is not American, so. <laughs> no, I know. But I feel like that's a wholesome, quote-unquote, yeah, American it's show. True. Yeah. It's true. I, the winner was amazing. Yes. Okay, so I looked for the winner's product. The winner doesn't have a website. Oh my gosh, maybe they need they need to get it together. They do, they do. It's so good. Yeah, I I loved the stuff. Mm-hmm. My last violet note, which isn't exactly a violet note, um, 38 minutes and 56 seconds. Why are Pete's feet in the front of this shot? Like, get them out of this shot. I don't want to see anyone's toes that big. Anyone's. No. Gross. Just awesome. cut it off at the ankle. We'll still get the idea of like his feet are on the table. Yes. Agreed. 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 It was really overbearing. Mm-hmm. 
onto Amelia's addiction. Again, Ugh. we're going to have timestamps in here for drug abuse. Please listen with care and uh, take care of yourself. It's hard. This is awful. She's They make her look like a mess. And then they were all sitting there talking about the taco conversation. Oh, my God. Killed me on so many different levels. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. So the Um, restaurant that Ryan and Amelia and Cooper and Mason meet at is – well, in front of. They're not there together. Is a real place that's still open. I watched this right before I had dinner last night, so I was kind of hungry. And I looked it up, and I was like, hmm, it's still open. It's near – where you stayed i'll just mm-hmm. say it's it's near griffith mm-hmm. are you gonna go i want to you need to go i have it so i feel like when when sheree's here this weekend i should like take her to places that i know are good but at the same time i know and this it, place will be good because it was on the show yeah and it's been open since then so exactly so it has to be good but yeah mm-hmm. i really go and now i really want tacos and i said but it's already closed so i guess i'm going this weekend <laughs> yes perfect how about when Ryan goes to reach out for Mason's hand and he goes, we just washed our hands. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Mason, I'm obsessed. We'll I get know. To him, but yeah, that was just, ugh. And then my next note is, oh my God, Amelia mean, because she's being oh, so yeah. awful to everyone. Yeah, what he says, what she says to Cooper about how Mason came to be in front of him. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, luckily... I think Mason's chill enough or, I don't know, oblivious enough for it to, like, not to soak in, at least during this episode. But, yeah. yeah Amelia's he, She crazy. didn't say it maybe in terms that he would automatically understand, and he's already taking in so much that hopefully it didn't seep in. Mm-hmm. But then when she walks away, Mason says she doesn't really seem like a doctor. Yeah. And then in the break room where he was like, oh, yeah, she seems like a druggie. Oh, my God, yeah. Cooper describes Ryan as handsome, but shiftless. Mm-hmm. And the whole taco episode, what you were saying about tacos, <laughs> drinking soda and eating tacos. So at first, I, I get annoyed when people treat kids like they're babies. Mm-hmm. Because, like, you know, I have little cousins. I've taught. I've babysat. Like, kids know what's going on. Mm-hmm. They know what's happening. Mason's mm-hmm. eight. He's not three. Mm-hmm. I didn't quite remember how the scene played out. I said he's going to catch on and know that something's being put over his head. But then the last line of the scene, which I think is the best way it could have gone, is he says, I think tacos are good, but this doctor kind of looked like a druggie to me. Yeah. <laughs> it was so good. Oh, that's the best way that could have gone. So good. But, yeah, it was – it was like watching a train wreck in front of your eyes. It was just like so, so sad. All of my notes are just like, oh, my God, Amelia, I'm so sad. What is she doing? And this is just like you see the strain on Charlotte. It's yeah. just it's just a lot. At the beginning, Sheldon says to Addison, she's playing hooky with this Ryan guy and you're just letting her. And Addison says, I'm not her mother. And I'm thinking, yeah, like who has ever – stopped Amelia from doing something she wants to do. Mm-hmm. No one. She's already strong-willed. Yes. And under the influence, it's going to be even stronger-willed. Exactly. She'll be more blunt or, like, le- less of an f- unkind filter. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, she already doesn't have a filter, and we know it. She's working on it. Yeah. She mm-hmm. was working on it. 
Exactly. With yeah. Sheldon. So it's just, ugh. it's just awful. How about when Amelia says to Ryan, because they're talking about like Ryan is, what did he say? Unmotivated, overfunded, something like yeah. that. Yeah. He said like, um, did he say like overeducated, overfunded, and undermotivated? Something like that. Yeah. And Amelia says, I was the family disappointment once upon a time. Actually, I think this week I probably am again. And he like kind of stepped up for a second being like, look, like I'm a pill head. Like you're a doctor. You shouldn't be here. Like I have my excuse, but you seem like you do a lot of really great things. Like I don't feel like you should be doing this. Yeah, I think they're doing a really good job writing Ryan because he Mm -hmm. could very easily be someone who – we automatically strongly dislike and just want off of our screen because he's taking down this character who we love and they're doing a really good job of making him not quote good horrible. guy yeah yeah not horrible mm-hmm. and then he says something like no actually it's a quote i know exactly what it is <laughs> if you lose your job who's going to write us refills yeah so I, I was that I was like oh Ryan stepping up for a second and then yeah. it just like quickly crashes down because then he's just like the refill thing I'm like literally oh. literally also my my uh note I'm choosing to believe that that part was a joke yeah like half joke like a quarter joke yeah but he's a terrible influence so. oh yeah mm-hmm what about that slow motion elevator shot of Amelia shaking around the other prescription pad with an I one look to Charlotte? Well, no, first of all, just... what did you think when she's in her office and the police come? What did you think? I hope she would get arrested. Okay. And it was just like really sad because, again, the downfall. And I am sad they called Charlotte. I yes. don't know why they wouldn't have called Addison. Um, Charlotte said she's on call tonight. Oh, got it, got it, got it. So, oh, yeah, yeah what do you, do you think it would have been different had they called Addison or Sheldon? No. What about – I feel like they probably – I feel like they probably wouldn't have known what was going on. I think Addison would have known. I think Addison and Sheldon would have known. I think Charlotte – she was probably the best person to show up because she knows all of the signs of everything, but I also wish she would have done – I mean, she tried to do something, right? She tried to physically stand in front of her. Yeah. She took one of the pads. It was just, like, so disgusting how Amelia – yeah, the slow motion shot. Yeah. Just shaking the pad. I was like, this – yeah, this is not a person anymore. Uh-huh. I mean, they are a person. I don't want to say that addicts are not people. That's not what I'm trying to say. It's – they've made her into – a not a good person, a shell of a person. That's very yeah. unkind. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, with one very specific motivation. Exactly. Yeah. Do you think it would have been different depending on who showed up? I think if it was Sheldon, because of his relationship with the justice system, I think he would have been like, let her spend a night in jail and not thought about her license the way that Charlotte did. Mm-hmm. I think if it was Addison... I kind of feel like she would have sent her to rehab right there and then and just used her own checkbook. Mm -hmm. I think if it was Cooper or Pete, though, I think they would have been like, Amelia, what are you doing? And just been totally Mm -hmm. oblivious to the situation. I thought when Charlotte was like, this is Dr. Amelia Shepard, I thought Charlotte was going to be like, "Yeah, but she shouldn't be here. Yes. I was like waiting for that and it didn't. And I was kind of surprised when Charlotte's like, she's giving her so many chances, right? From the experience, but it's kind of just like, 
<sighs> Someone's got to stop her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I have a little breakdown the next morning. They're in the conference room. And I just wrote like a little something about what everybody says just so we can if anyone doesn't listen if anyone doesn't watch the episode before they listen just to get them on the same page Pete says she's an addict she's gonna do this Jake goes oh she has a history with this kind of thing Charlotte is just an HBIC queen with the wisdom and nobody's asking her how she knows all of this like I know that she refused pain meds in season four so like maybe people assume that there's maybe some sort of issue but i don't know mm-hmm. sheldon says i have cop friends <laughs> he's pacing <laughs> he's very invested and addison says i'll do anything to get her back mm-hmm. and sam is just kind of like la-di-da my patient needs a heart la-di-da mm-hmm. yeah he's checked out i think i got everybody mm-hmm. yeah sheldon needs a therapist like he needs to call his therapist in his many calls to get the bottom of why he is this worked up about a colleague He's, he's known spiraling. for like half a season. He is spiraling. Yeah. Why do you think he's spiraling? Because he's in love with Amelia. Okay. <laughs> That's like, I mean, Amelia tried to make that pass at him in past episodes. And he's like, no, like you would just kind of like break my heart because I would want more and yes. blah, blah. So we're like not even going to go there. So that's, yeah. But I still think he's like developed a closeness with her. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Addison's monologue at the end is beautiful, talking about, you know, this embryo that could become a fetus, that could become mm-hmm. a baby, that could mm-hmm. grow into a child and a teenager going to prom and a full human. And we're seeing all of our different little families of the office, people going back and forth, like in each episode. There's a gorgeous shot of Mason and Charlotte and Cooper doing like shadow puppets that I loved Mm -hmm. and when Addison says all of this possibility we see Amelia starting IV drug use and I started to cry because I love Amelia Shepard and she's in a tough spot yeah I screamed like (gasps) in all caps I'm just like them showing shooting up what 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 Amelia know what like that was a I mean I know that was the last thing I expected to like the scenes to be ended on and I was just like what like my mouth was wide open did you actually scream and sam came into the other room and was like what's wrong (laughs) he was not home yet he was not home when i was watching this episode Uh, okay yeah the plants did the plants turn their heads and be like wait yeah they're like are you okay mom (laughs) they're thriving in the sun now i know they are but yeah it was i was like well i can't believe they were i mean they cut it the shot so you wouldn't actually see yeah any of that but it was it was a lot I wasn't expecting that yeah I need to look a little bit more into standard standards and practices because I know there's rules about like how much actual blood can be shown on network television there's probably rules where they can't show you drug use or how to do it like they had the needle use probably yes they had the frame too where she smoked it for that second and they didn't show how that was done yes um, with the needle use and everything they yeah i feel like i think it's probably yeah mm -hmm. standards and practices issues yeah i know um season two of gray's bailey has her baby and at the time standards and practices would not let them say vagina Mm-hmm. So that's why Bailey says vajayjay. Oh my gosh. 
like they could say any other anatomy part. They could say like penis, uterus, anything, but they couldn't say vagina. So that's why that famous line of Bailey saying some, ugh, I should know this. O'Malley, stop looking at my JJ or something oh like that. Oh my God. Yeah. That's so funny. That's why that is. So standards and practices is ever evolving. Okay. So my guess is that the IV drug use was, was a response to the AIDS epidemic. That's my mm-hmm. guess is why that came into being. Okay. Okay. Well, yeah. We'll do some research. Yeah. Anything for Amelia before we end on a high note with Mason's day out? No, I'm sad. Yeah. I can't wait to hear your musings. Yes. But let's move on to Mason because Mason's he day makes out. me happy. Have you noticed? I feel like they're giving Cooper more freckles and it's almost to match Mason. Like I feel like some of the close shots, I was like, I feel like his face is like more freckly than it has been. But I did notice that Mason was really tan at the top mm-hmm. of the episode because you're really not supposed to like when you're in a show you have to be really careful about sun exposure and like obviously you can't dye your hair without permission tattoos anything like that but you have to be really careful about sun sun exposure which is something that I always have to worry about you too I know Mm -hmm. and so if I'm ever getting ready for a shoot day I I, I'm always very diligent about my sun care but Mm -hmm. you have to be really careful and I was like this kid probably like had soccer the day before and wouldn't reapply or something like that yeah probably but I, I didn't notice freckles on Cooper, but I did notice Mason being super tan. Mm-hmm. But he's a kid in Southern California. Of course he's going to be tan. Yeah. Yeah. He's just like so smart and with it and so cute. Yeah. And him and Cooper going around and like finally introducing him to everyone and everyone just being so genuinely happy for Cooper and Mason and Mason just being so polite. It just warmed my heart. And Addison like, yeah. taking a taco when she was about to eat fruit salad for a meal. I know. Well, I was like, dang, she actually took the taco. I'd probably be mad if I was the one offering. <laughs> and then I the did, next – I think Cooper probably ordered extras. Yeah. And then yeah. my note was, I want tacos. Seriously, I'm going to Yucca's. 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 Yeah. I'm, I'm going to say Yucca's. Yucca. Yeah. But they probably have Yucca. Mm-hmm. Uh, Enjoy yeah. delicious meals since 1976. Amazing. I have their – website up i will put it in the show notes to your listeners oh and they have yes. little pictures of their family oh my god i'm dropping it in the chat obsessed. I'm obsessed oh look at that i love it erica talks like yoda when she's stressed says mason mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. cooper goes back and talks yoda oh it's so cute i know i loved it and then also erica's like growth on yes. violet or not violet wow erica's growth on charlotte her being like Erica telling the story about how she spat in the kid's face and then being like, yeah, I think Charlotte was protecting you. Yeah. And I understand that. And she seems like a good person. I was like, yes, Mason's going to have like everything he wanted. He's such a good kid. And Charlotte's growth to, you know, from offering this woman money to like leave to now she's like excited about the we and like, the scene when they come over at the end and Charlotte's just like waiting at the door just like looking out for this sleepover that they end with it's just uh. I know I I'm really glad that we have Mason and Erica in this season I almost wonder like because they knew that the Amelia of it all would be so heavy and that the Addison of it all would be so like 
yes, hopeful, but still very stressful. I wonder if in their storyboard meeting for, you know, figuring out what the season was going to look like as a whole, if they were like, we need something joyful. And that's why they brought these two in. And they make like, yeah, Cooper or not Cooper. They make Mason just like really well adjusted. Yeah. And everything. So, yeah, I love that. Have I told you that Cooper, Charlotte, and Mason are in a show on Hulu together called Cruel Summer? Oh my gosh, no. I need to watch it. I watched Mm -hmm. like a scene because I was flipping through the channels uh, and I saw Charlotte and I was like, boop. I saw Katie Strickland and I was like, boop. Oh my gosh. Okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Gonna have to watch this. Yeah, right? Oh, wow. It's like a teen drama. So that's the only thing that's keeping me from it. Mm -hmm. But it's, I mean, the three of them who could not. It has really good rating. So yeah, people love it. Okay gonna add this to my list yeah at 10 minutes and 24 seconds cooper and pete have almost the same shirt on it's a green plaid shirt it's when they're in the kitchen it's the two of them and sheldon and mason uh but pete's is more of like a hunter green and cooper's is more olive of course with his staple brown velvet blazer i just want to know like why are they almost matching props department didn't talk to each other costume department. <laughs> true costume department didn't talk to each other Maybe. And there's a Wii. Were you ever into Wii? I feel like you were. Uh, we had a Wii. Um, we got one when I was in like middle school. And we played a few times and then my brother took it back to college. It was fine. I wasn't much of a video game person, but it was fun to play Me the either. tennis game. Like I'll yeah. give them that. I played it at some like sleepovers and playdates, but I also was never mm-hmm. a big video game person. And yeah. it was such a thing though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Charlotte looks especially beautiful in this episode. That's my last note. Uh, I had one at the beginning of the episode saying, what is Charlotte's hair? The thick highlights are back in the mid-2000s. Oh, yeah. She's had an interesting, I feel like her hair is kind of darker the last couple episodes. And then they put her as a brunette with bangs in the last flashback episode. <laughs> and I was like, what are you doing? <laughs> like, what? <laughs> like, what? But yeah, I just noticed the thick highlights. But she is looking fabulous. Her hair is long and pretty. The only thing I can think of is like, you know, people sometimes change their hair with the seasons. And -hmm. especially here, I feel like in in LA, people make a real effort to be like, it is fall. It Mm -hmm. is winter. So maybe she was like, or the costume hair department was like, we should go for more of a honey blonde instead of a sunshine blonde because it's pumpkin season because it's aired in November. That's the only thing I can think of. I could see it. I mean, she looks beautiful no matter what. So Of course. She's our queen. Yeah. I don't have any miscellaneous because notes. Do you have any? No miscellaneous for me. Okay. Yadison. 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 <laughs> Scrolling up to my Sam style. Mm. Okay, so giant surprise. It's Charlotte's outfit in the conference room after intervening with Amelia and the police. It's like what I call a fancy t-shirt. Has mm-hmm. leather sleeves. My guess is fake leather sleeves. And also almost like a heathered suit material middle. Mm-hmm. Plus my favorite friend of the pod, Peggy Lee earrings. Straight, new highlighted hair as we talked about (laughs) Mm -hmm. and I happened to pause it when her eyes were closed when she's like blinking and it's almost like a pearl effect eyeshadow with a pink lip gloss fabulous oh yes 
queen of my heart, Dr. Charlie King. Forever. Just amazing. Yeah. Can you tell me about our guest star spotlight? Yes. So our guest, we didn't really see anyone new, like any new patients or anything. So I actually chose Wes Brown, who plays Amelia's bad influence, Ryan. He is attractive. I'll give him that. Like, what did Amelia say? Doesn't he look like he just walked out of a Calvin Calvin Klein Klein photo shoot? Yeah. Yeah. He has an interesting past. So he's been in CSI Miami, Criminal Minds, NCIS, Scandal, Desperate Housewives. But as of late, he is the king of terrible holiday movies galore. So like all those stunning great movies that you know are like on Hulu or Hallmark Channel or whatever, like all of the holiday ones he is in. If you like look at his IM. IMED. Yeah. It's just like all of these crazy Christmas movies. I'm on his Instagram right now. It looks like he's done a lot with Lacey Chauvet, aka Gretchen Wieners. Yeah. I mean, they cast attractive, standard att- attractive men in those shows. So I am not surprised at all. Camp Christmas. Yes. All of them. It's just. <laughs> I'm not one who's into those holiday movies, but good for him. Get that bank. I know. So yeah, that was my guest star spotlight. Thank you. Our trivia for this week's episode. This week's episode scored 7.51 million viewers. That is much higher than it has been the rest of the season. Good for you guys. Gray's Wiki says, This episode's title is probably a reference to the song Don't Stop Till You Get Enough, originally sung by by Michael Jackson. But I say that Gray's episodes are named for songs, not private practice ones. So I'm not sure about that. Yeah. I also found a goof, me. I found a goof all on my own. Good At job. 30, thank you. At 39 minutes and eight seconds, Violet puts her jacket on the table and it falls right off and she doesn't go get it. <laughs> That's right before the American Bake Off of it all. Oh my gosh. She's like, I don't care anymore. Yeah. She's like, oh, it's falling over just like my sanity. <laughs> what does Mimi have to mumble about? Yeah. So I wrote it before Hulu automatically played the next episode because I did watch this one after. And we talked about it before this one. So you'll have a little bit in our next episode as well. little cameo, if you will. A cameo. How many bucks? Uh, zero for you. <laughs> so I don't think IVF works for Addison. So I think that's really sad. And she's going to go into a very deep depression about it. And her and Sam blow up because he, like, can't handle it because he's like, why do you care so much about having a kid? I don't know. Hopefully they'll end it soon, but I'm sad if it doesn't work out for her. You mean hopefully IVF will end soon or hopefully Sam and Addison will end soon? Hopefully Sam and Addison will end soon. Okay. Yes. I think she'll probably keep doing other rounds if this one doesn't work. I think Pete and Violet try to go on dates. I don't know. Pete seems like he's trying to get back to before days so Mm -hmm. i think he made that first step about american bake-off so we'll see i was very proud of him for that me too i think sheldon will keep losing his mind over amelia which is sad i feel like amelia and ryan are gonna get married or something crazy and then she's gonna od or he'll od or they both will or one of them will leave the other one i don't know like something crazy like that is gonna happen Mason and the fam keep getting close, which is so cute. I love the bonding and the dynamic. And then I said Jake keeps be- – <laughs> Oh, I did have a miscellaneous note, and it was that Jake looked so hot in a scrub cap, <laughs> just like Addison does. Your eyes. I know. But my note is Jake keeps being hot. I don't know. I feel like him and Addison 
if she fails her IVF, she's going to lean on Jake a lot. And I hope that it leads to a hookup. Okay. <laughs> Great mumblings. Thank you. That's, yeah, a very full mumble. I almost yeah. I almost want to call it like a something besides a mumble because a mumble is like nothing. But that was a great little paragraph. I had to do each one of them. So yes. here we are. Queen of my heart. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Ratings and MVPs. We have the same MVP. Of course. Is anyone surprised? Mm. Fangirls. Okay, go ahead. You go first. My rating? I don't know. I had You don't know? MVP. Well, MVP. MVP. Oh, MVP first. Sorry, not rating. Uh, MVP <laughs> is Charlotte. She's stepping she's stepping up with Mason. She like didn't lash out when Mason's mom was kind of reluctant. She is stepping up with Amelia. The emotional growth we see with her with like every episode here for it. Mine is Charlotte for same reasons. Mm-hmm. I said for someone who quote unquote doesn't want kids, she is certainly really good with them and happy to have Mason around. Also for not turning Amelia into the police for the sake of her license, but taking charge at that point and letting everyone know what happened at the same time, doing it very carefully as to not disrespect Amelia. Agreed. I think if Violet had been in charge, it would have gone differently. I don't think Violet would have sent her to the police, but I think Violet would have been like, Amelia did this and this and this, and we should do this and this and this. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. All right, rating. Go ahead. I like yours. I said crashing a dune buggy into the sand. So you know those little like four-wheelers? Like an ATV? That, yeah, but they have them. Um, I think they're called dune buggies if you like – if they're in the sand. They're like ATVs for the sand. So just like crashing it straight into a pile of sand. I like, like what you said after though. Make it stop and buckle up. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> just a disaster. I just, like that. A total disaster. We're on a ride we don't want to be on. Make it stop and buckle up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Mine is that feeling that you get as you get higher and higher and higher onto an old roller coaster that has the like thing underneath it makes it go like. Oh, yeah. The brakes, the clicking. Yeah. Mm-hmm. On a boardwalk, of course. Can't forget it's yes. on a boardwalk. And you know that the drop is coming, but when is it? Like you can see it. But, like, how fast is it going to be? Also, because we're on a boardwalk, will the coaster fall down? Will the cars come off the tracks? Or will it be exhilarating? I agree with that. That's a good one. Thank you. It is a – yeah, it's a scary feeling. Yeah. I know. I I used to really like roller coasters, but, well, I haven't been on one in a while. I feel like I could do it. I just don't – As an adult, it it hurts. I can't find it, like – I don't find it enjoyable, really. Yeah. You just even. Yeah, headaches. I headaches and nauseous and no, thank you. Nope. I'll be by the Dole Whip. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> thank you for being here. Thank you for having me again. Oh God, of course. I love when you're on. I feel like you're really good at this. Oh, stop. You're too sweet. I love being on it. So and watching the show. Thank you for joining us for this week's episode of Beach Houses and Babies, a private practice recap podcast. Please follow us on Instagram at BHAB Podcast and be sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Anchor to be the first to hear future episodes. You can find me at Samantha G. Harris on all social media. And you can follow me at Mimi G. Says on Twitter, but screw Elon Musk. 
If you'd like to support Beach Houses and Babies, please consider leaving us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts and sharing with a friend. It really helps people learn about the show, as we said, and we might read your review on the podcast. You can also become a patron at patreon.com slash bhab podcast. On our next episode, we'll be discussing Private Practice Season 5, Episode 8. They're available to stream on Hulu and Amazon and can be purchased on iTunes, DVD, and more. If you have thoughts you'd like to share with us on these episodes, please DM us on Instagram at bhabpodcast or email us at bhabpodcast at gmail.com to be featured on our listener mail segment. Thanks for listening. BHAB Podcast will be back in two weeks. TGIT! Woo! (laughs) We did it!